Perfect. Awesome. So I'm here with Silas Robinson, and uh, we're basically just going to be chatting a little bit about what he does and his business and how he's gotten to where he is today. Um, so if you want to just dive right into it, tell us a bit about you know who you are, what you do, and we can go from there. Cool, Lewis. Thank you. Um, basically, um, I'm the owner of Lift Personal Fitness, my wife and I, here in Fredericton. And when everything changed for us, um, we luckily uh, have mentors and, and people that um, we talk to and, and coaches. And, um, and so we were able to have an, a really good inside view of what was going on in our industry. Um, and then, so they were like basically feeding us recommendations like every single day. They're still doing that. Um, so when was this When was like, was this recently or when you first started? I would say that within the, I'd say, what do you think, Amy? Probably the first three days. <laughs> yeah. I would say within three days, um, the coaching group that I'm a part of, they, they, they were experiencing it before us in other parts of the world, actually. Oh, you're talking about COVID. So like how, how that's affected you guys here. Gotcha. I try to, I try to talk about COVID without talking about COVID. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it right out there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I just know a lot of people um, uh, can start, you know, tuning things out because it, it's been so overwhelming. So sure. I want to try to help with that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so we were kind of really fortunate, but we still had to take action really fast. So our business is a fitness business. So we're used to coaching people one-on-one -on -one or in a small group setting. Um, and, and it's all, actually, it's kind of funny because it's been on the back of my mind for many years to try to go online. Sure. <laughs> and I've made a couple stabs at it actually, but never really, um, got very far didn't have the time and definitely didn't have the spark under me or the desire to to really push hard enough to accomplish it you didn't have your back <laughs> against the wall <laughs> exactly yeah. um yeah. and tony robbins i don't know do you follow him at all a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> he said that basically there's two motivators um there's the motivation factor when your back is up against the wall <laughs> um and that's for most people the more powerful one and then the other one is the amazingness that you can see in front of you that you're trying to move towards sure. and the attraction to it is so strong sure. and the back, back up against the wall though works best for most people. <laughs> yeah. It's usually what forces you to take action. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like basically um, we were, you know, recommended to go online with our clients. So um, we were just following the advice of, of the coaching company that we, we work with and it was just so fast. So it was basically like pick this, pick like pick whatever software you're going to use, go with it. Yeah. Um, like learn it, go with it. You're going to do, um, and then just, you know, immediately start building just like you have a brand new business from day one and you got to pick yourself up and go at it every day. Um, which was, ex which was nerve wracking and I'm sure it's nerve wracking for most people. Um, but uh, it worked out really well. Luckily, we have really loyal clients and, and the majority of them, um, well, I shouldn't say the majority because that's not true. I wish it was, but um, a good number of them had actually gone on to online training. Um, 
and then we, well, we did, <laughs> yeah so yeah. we're currently coaching um a, a good number of people through um you know like sending them workouts directly to their phone with videos from their trainer you know they're checking them off as being done getting feedback on their workouts each day um and they're loving it like the retention uh is through the roof that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> it's it's crazy it's it's honestly um, I did a survey just yesterday. I asked our group, you know, how many of you, like, are you working out more or less um, after, you know, being in isolation? And the majority, I th I'm pretty sure the majority were saying more. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So talk to me a bit about, uh, what, about what you did do to kind of transition from, because I know, like, from what I've seen, you're mostly in-person training. Um, yeah. And how you went, made that major shift. What, what did you guys do? Well, specifically, um, we signed up for a coaching software. Uh, the one we decided on at the time was uh, called True Coach. So we could, um, and then, you know, we had to put together the, 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 the how are we going to do it? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot to kind of figure out. Um, but another thing that we did, I think that was really important is we just tried to communicate every single day to our to our clients to let them know what we were doing. Yeah. Um, and to make it even better, what we decided to do is actually um, an equipment lending program. So oh, that's we awesome. lent out. Yeah, <laughs> that was um, that actually worked out way better than I had hoped. Um, yeah, I've heard of a few gyms uh, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's it's amazing. And it, it just, I mean, I can still walk into my gym, you know, just me, yeah. <laughs> and, but it's amazing yeah. to see like how much that would mean to somebody who's used to working out all the time. And then they have a 15 pound pair of dumbbells in their hands, how much better it is now for them to Absolutely. do things. Absolutely. So you had to, mean. in a very short period of time, you had to come up with videos and material and put that online and figure out a, a way to deliver it to your customers. <laughs> yeah. Like one of our trainers has over a hundred videos saved up now in, a, wow. in an exercise database library. Yeah. Um, the way that we're doing it is that uh, each, so we used to run a group and we used to run private personal training. So with group, what we did is we made those group workouts the same as we would, but you know, with the limited exercises you would have at home. Yeah. And we still name them the same classes and, and just change the exercises. And what we're doing is we're tailoring it to each individual the same way we would in the gym. So if someone's not able to do something, then they talk to their coach about that. And the coach is going to tailor those group workouts for that person before they even get to do their wow. workouts. Wow. Um, that's, a, that's a lot of back end work <laughs> for you guys. It's a lot. It actually became more personalized than in person because everybody's getting it consistently sure um sure. right so that's pretty cool and then the personal one is just the same type of thing but they're getting individual um individualized programming specific to them and um and and then video tutorials and things and the other thing that we're doing is which is really really fun is uh live zoom classes every week oh cool cool yeah and, so like and just calisthenics, like like you lead a class basically, or have you ever heard of Tabata? I haven't. No. Okay, so 
It's like a, it's an exercise where basically you have like eight exercises, I think, and you do each exercise for eight sets of 20 seconds with 10 seconds rest in between. Okay. <laughs> so you're like squat for 20 seconds, stop for 10, squat for 20 seconds, stop for 10. You got to go through that eight times before you get to the next exercise and it doesn't stop. That <laughs> sounds you... brutal. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing that on, <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be fun. Um, we do that currently, but we're doing, we're opening and opening it up um, for a trial class this Thursday to everyone in our, in our open Facebook group. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And so yeah. Um, like going forward, how do you think this is going to affect you? What do you think you're going to, I mean, I don't know if you've had a chance to even relax by the sounds of it. You're quite busy, but going forward, how do you think this is going to affect the way you present classes to people? Uh, assuming it's, everything uh, is, yeah like everything opens back up again right right and and i believe that will happen but um if that happens (laughs) which it probably will (laughs) um i actually see like huge opportunities yeah um like you know short-term pain for long-term gain because we're basically on at the surface level we're having a a third, a, a third um, service that we're able to offer people and we're going to be getting better and better at that over time. And then we'll be able to help people a lot, like people who can't make it, make it to our facility. So, yep. um, and just anybody really in the world, but um, our focus is on Atlantic Canada and Eastern Canada area. Um, so that will, yeah. yeah, so that'll grow and, and that's fun. But on a deeper level, what it did is it actually um, made me realize the value of, and I've always known this, but never have been able to do it so well that I can see it, is the value of tracking everyone's participation, like like micro tracking everyone's participation. <laughs> can, you, can you talk a bit about what you're tracking then? Sure. Um, like attendance. It attendance, uh, yeah, attendance or adherence to like workouts completed. Nice. So, yeah, so no, so we're tracking attendance based on workouts completed, um, and also like overall progress because people are recording, you know, how many reps they did, how many weights, uh, how much they lifted, and things like that. So we're tracking progress, which is super important, but more important is adherence. Yeah. Um, and we're able to easily identify like, you know, who's, who's having the most challenges and who can, who should we reach out to? Right. So right. we're, we're way more ethical in how, how we're reaching out to people because we're reaching out to people that need it the most. Got it. So you're not just reaching out to everybody and then hoping that a few people who need it will get back right. to you. Yeah. Right. Well, like a huge, um, or something I've noticed, I guess, uh, just being in the service industry is that it's very easy to be biased about who you're helping okay. because of how it makes you feel. Uh, so for example, um, a trainer might, you know, think to message three or four of their clients that they have a really great relationship with a lot of rapport. And then they're going to feel good because they know that they're going to get good feedback and they know that they're going to feel like, you know what I mean? But gotcha. then, 
they might just forget to message Sally and just assume she's okay. Who might be coasting or, or falling <laughs> off the track. Right. And, yeah, but, yeah. but because of the stronger relationship with other people. And then meanwhile, Sally could be like, man, she could be really hurting and need someone to talk to. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's just, it really strengthens that from not happening. But, um, but your, your long-term retention is then bound to, to be a lot higher then. It's insane. Like right now we have a greater than a hundred percent retention. How's that possible? <laughs> oh, because you're growing right now? Because it's growing and nice. there's no, there's no drop off. So it's, yeah. it's, it just shows that the service is there. So then basically what that opens my mind up to for our in-service is making that a part of it really. So that they, um, they can log that and, and kind right. of, yeah. They log that right then and there while they're doing their workout in the gym um, and being, yeah, like recording their weight, recording the fact that they completed the workout. Um, and it's just really good feedback because a lot of times people, um, just just being in the, this industry for a long time, a, one thing I've noticed is a lot of people are shy. <laughs> right, right. Like, like a lot of us, right? Yeah. And they don't want to be that person that says, should this feel like this if, or whatever, yeah. if they feel like it might make them stand out in a class. Right. Right. So it's easy for them to just check off that workout and then leave a little note to the trainer. Like I had a hard time with this exercise. Yeah. yeah. And oh, then that awesome. gets, Oh, it's beautiful. So it's the, the, the quality enhancement from being forced to do everything this way is, is wonderful. Yeah. That's excellent. So you're, you're saying you've been in for a long time. Maybe tell us a bit about how, how you got into this and, and how long you've been doing this and, and kind of your journey that way. Oh, that's fun, Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so I started as a personal trainer back when, uh, when New Bodies was here in town in Fredericton. Okay. I'm, I'm new to Fredericton. I, I moved down in 2014. What do you mean? Health Styles, 2014, you moved to Fredericton? Yeah, so I, I don't think I'm familiar with them. It was 2005 Okay. when I first started. Um, and I started a, a company called New Bodies, and that was actually the downtown Fredericton Good Life. Okay. It used to be called New Bodies, and prior to that, it used to be a Health Styles, and it was something else probably prior to that. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. And yeah, I started at a time when I don't think there were many people doing personal training in the city. Um, I tried to look like I was, I was super new to it. I literally quit a desk job because I hated working long hours, sitting at a desk. Uh, it was super crazy frustrated. You know, people were going out for fast food. I was gaining weight. I was not feeling good, but I always had like this history of working out in a gym. So um, so the manager at the time, he's, he was like, you should try to be a personal trainer here. And I was like, I could do that. Yeah. yeah. So is your, <laughs> you didn't go to school for it or anything like that? Nope. I didn't. No, not. you just kind of I, stumbled upon it then. Yeah. Like I've been working out since I was like 14 or something or 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so like there were trainers before there were certifications for trainers. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I wasn't saying that to, to say that you didn't have the training. It was more just like the, the path kind of fell into your lap there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I'm sorry. I guess I'm, I'm, 
I guess I jumped at that, but (laughs) (laughs) but no, it was, yeah, you're right. It totally just became natural and, and fell into it. Um, but really like really fell into it, like failed into it, like failed a lot. (laughs) Like my first year was my wife was supporting our family. Definitely. Um, I was not doing very good at all. Um, uh, and it just because I didn't know anything at all about sales and I didn't know about how to retain clients and I didn't know about what, what clients even really needed. You know, I had taken a short course and I, you know, had some ego and I felt like I knew like, you know, everything. <laughs> yeah. As, as we do when we start out. Yeah. Yeah. So I went after it and I failed terribly for years and, 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 uh, I just kept picking myself back up, trying to learn how to do it better and better and better and better. And eventually um, left that company. I eventually worked up to being a personal training manager um, for, for good life, but then left them um, to, to go, to go out on my own. And, and it was, it was. What made, uh, what made you pick that, that path? Actually, it, it honestly was another trainer at the time um, had convinced me to go and work with him <laughs> at his okay. gym. And okay. that, was, that was a great experience for both of us. Um, we just had slightly different views on how we wanted to run our business. Sure. So then I left that to do my own thing. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I, I literally would not dream of doing anything else because it's not about the money it's definitely about doing something I really like to do and and growth and and also feeling like um I guess that I'm giving back because fitness helped me a lot in my youth when I was going through some really rough times and I've always felt pulled to give that back to others that are going through rough times yeah what did uh talk a bit about what fitness did for you like was it a confidence thing or fitness saved my life lewis okay <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know I, how personal you want to get I'll, I'll, i won't go too too personal but i'll go a little bit like um i'll just say when i was a 17 year old teenager i was not making good decisions at all um and i had really gotten myself into a lot of trouble i i was not living at home um and and then at that time when like I, I looking back now can see that I just had very little self-worth and I just didn't really um, feel good. And I definitely was not on the right path. Uh, luckily I actually met someone who introduced me to, to strength training and uh, his name was Kyle actually. Okay. And uh, became a really, really great friend of mine. Um, and I trained together with him in a, in a gym about three to five days a week for about two years straight. Um, and during that time, I, I went from like 135 pounds skinny little boy up to like maybe 155, 160 pounds in like, you know, a couple of years. And I was feeling strong, lifting great weight, um, and just felt amazing. And also then at that time, I literally shifted from, I wasn't, I don't even think I was aware of my body (laughs) prior, like, or, or, or even about, I basically had no drive just to at all. Like I was like, what's the, what's the point? Yeah. 
to building like an inner self-confidence and then kind of like a spark or a flame and a little bit of a desire to um, contribute back. And it's, it's funny how when you go from, and I think a lot of people do this from just not feeling good. And then you find that thing that helps you feel good, that you feel compelled to share that thing. You want to become an evangelist for that, yeah. that thing that kind of saved you. Right. Yeah. 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 So that, that's how fitness kept coming back into my life. Cause it was meant to. Yeah. Um, and then basically, so you have this thing that I basically had this thing that I was really passionate about and I really loved a lot. And I wanted to share that with people. Um, but at the same time, I had no idea how to market, no idea how to do business, none of that. Sure. And I, I just didn't have that skill set. So I had to basically fail forward until, but the biggest thing is I just decided not to stop. Sure. That's a, that's a pretty big line <laughs> in the sand, right? Yeah. What, exactly. uh, do you have a couple examples of, of things that, uh, I don't know, some big failures or some big like stepping stones along the way? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I mean, just one really, <laughs> I could probably list a hundred. <laughs> yeah. We'll plan we'll a, a two hour session next time. Um, okay, cool. So like, yeah, sure. So when we first, hmm, let me think big one. Hmm. I put you on the spot here now. No, that's a good one. I mean, I moved early. I moved from downtown to uptown. Yeah. That was insane. Um, I have no clue how that worked out, Lewis. <laughs> you just decided like, to do no it and clue. went for it. Yeah, I just decided to go for it because I was like, well, I know we're going to have to do it someday. <laughs> um, but my lease wasn't up yet. Sure. <laughs> and, you know, we came across this large location uptown that had been empty for like two years, you know, cobwebs in the ceiling and everything. And uh, it was huge though. I mean, the benefits, there were showers and things like that. So it was a, it was a good opportunity, but it was definitely the wrong time. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know a hundred percent of it was like, um, I guess just a desire or I guess, a, I, I guess just knowing that that needed to happen someday, I just tried to make it happen. So just, through went, just, jumped went, just jumped all in, went for it, started negotiations. Like it's how everything goes, but definitely lost thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to do it. Because of renovations and all of that. Yeah. Because of renovations at the, so basically it's like the story of the, the business that go grows too fast. Okay. okay. 100%. Yep. And, uh, you know, I wasn't a good leader at the time. Um, and I, I've developed over time leadership skills to be able to grow and help my team better. Sure. Looking back, I did not, what I tried to do because I knew that I did, that I couldn't leave one to open another location. I, I tried to, to do it right. So I was like, okay, well, we'll just put a manager in place here and we'll do this and, and whatever. And, and we'll have two locations in Fredericton, even though they're close together. And <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh uh but i wasn't a good leader at the time so i do i wasn't there to support the people i put in place as strongly as i sh as i could have or should have sure 
Um, I have no regrets because these are all lessons learned. Failing forward, right? <laughs> Failing forward, like I said. But that's a fail forward, hands down. Um, yeah. Now I would not make a choice in that way. <laughs> what were the consequences of, of expanding too fast? Um, was it just really tight monetarily or was it more your team? It was a lot of things. I mean, we, we lost really good employees at the time that, that, you know, throughout the frustration of the quickness of change, yeah. um, that was really sad. And I also lost, lost some really great clients that we had strong relationships with. Um, there were strong relationships, but, um, but still the distance was that, you know, that much more inaccessible and sure. things like that. So there was the loss of, of, of the effort and, and everything that goes into creating relationships and, and, and also just the fact that like when you, it's like building something to help someone and then pulling it away to go do some other thing. Sure. Sure. And, rather than bringing them along with you. Yeah. Yeah. So although some came with us, um, it, it was definitely a hardship at the time because we had to rebuild and, and whatnot. But at the whole time with the greater idea of being able to reach and help a lot more people. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So right. it's growing pains, but you, I mean, you've obviously come through it and grown through it. Absolutely. It was definitely the right thing to do looking back. Um, but yeah, there's definitely have been a lot of challenges. Uh, I, I could tell you <laughs> some other challenges too, that'll definitely happen to yeah. a lot of people yeah. um, is, is hiring um, various coaches. Okay. Like to coach yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I am a huge believer in coaching. I, I love it. I That's do what it. you're selling as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I'm selling. So it would be ridiculous for me to, as a, as a, as a small business owner to want to become, um, cause I, I want to add a lot of value to the world. Right. 100%. Like, I don't know if you're there yet, Lewis, but the way I feel is like probably not going to be here forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. So why not leave a, a legacy, right? So yeah. I want to do something good and, and know that, you know, my life had value and, and meaning for others. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I forget where my thought was on that. <laughs> we were talking about, uh, my, my mind went down a different tangent right with you. We were talking about coaching. Yeah. Coaching and, and. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is so easy to make because when you start hiring coaches, you're also opening yourself up to trust yeah. because you're going to be doing things you've probably never done. And maybe even, um, being asked to do, yeah, like specifically being asked to do things that you've never done before. Um, and you're, and these things may or may not even be good, but you're kind of like just trusting and going and you're also moving very quickly. Yeah. Um, so that would be a big, uh, thing that I could would say over the years have has uh, become a challenge is if you is having hired the wrong coaches at different times, gotcha. um, and investing a lot of money into that too, like hundreds of thousands, like <laughs> like yeah. a lot, like a lot of money goes. Like I'm talking over years, like yeah, that number's probably pretty big. But <laughs> what over, uh, you know, what would your tips be 
I guess, to help people avoid that pitfall. I mean, obviously you've got to kind of buy into the coaching process to make it work. Um, but what would, what have you picked up along the way that helps you not pick a bad one? To follow your heart, (laughs) (laughs) to follow your heart and really be like, okay, is this, is this coach that I'm working with someone that I would align with and someone that I want to be, you know, because you're going to, if you're, especially if you decide to look up to the practices of another business or another person, is that someone I want to be like? Sure. Is that someone I am like? Yeah. Um, cause it's not about the money. It's about, um, it's about being successful in, in your efforts to accomplish what you're trying to do. To get, to improve <laughs> yourself, to improve what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's better. Um, I was watching a pod or listening to a podcast, I think the other day or something, um, about the, how they were saying that these companies, uh, are always being rewarded by getting to their target by the end of the year, even if they had a whole bunch of months that were like low, but they made them up because of all these super high months and they made it at the end of the year to their target. So the whole team is celebrated. Meanwhile, you know, another company is growing really slowly, but they're on a consistent growth trend and their retention is amazing. Right. Right. But they don't, but they come slightly short of their target. <laughs> and they're not re- right. And then right. they're not receiving any praise or, or anything and, or any encouragement that what they did was right, even though they're what they're more meaningful numbers. So I guess my advice to anyone that's thinking about coaching or, or hiring someone is to think more first about what really matters to you. Sure. Um, that seems, seems easy to, to think about, but I can also see how it'd be easy to overlook. And has that person actually achieved what you're trying to achieve? Right. I've, I've hired um, coaches before that were not um, in the fitness industry business. Okay. And I may have definitely made improvements as a person but I didn't really achieve what I set out to achieve. And it was kind of like wasted effort or wasted time. Right. No, I can see that. I mean, even in the, it's almost been 10 months now that I've been in business. Um, I've done a a fair bit of coaching too. And obviously not as much as you've done, but over the the last couple of months, there's been a couple of coaches that Mm. it was good quality stuff, but it wasn't aligned Mm. with what I, what I'm doing and they weren't, uh, weren't doing Mm. the same thing. Right. So, yeah, no, that's, I think that's a really good tip. Cool. I got this other little thought about coaching too. Um, oh, what was it? Oh, this has happened to me and I'll just be open and honest about it over the years is actually it happens with clients to trainers as well. Like clients will put their trainer on a pedestal. Sure. And I think business owners, it's at least myself, having hired multiple coaches at times I have put some of them up on a higher pedestal because maybe they have more success than me or they have more whatever. <laughs> but what you will notice if you pay attention is that there will be one or two things here and there that that amazing super coach does. And you're like, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> Or I, you know what I mean? So you got to really balance the good with the bad because we're all human. Yeah. And, and the, even the coach that might have a lot of experience, 
you may not have reached the level of success that they have, maybe even like monetary means of money or whatever, but um, you may have reached another level of success in terms of your own personal ethics on, on a topic. Sure. Sure. You so may, be- huh, yeah. For example, you could have the best coach in the world and then find out that they actually talk down to women. Right. And and you that may like have speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and and then you are all of a sudden like, so you have to take what you learned from their skill set of that thing, but not necessarily try to mirror or become that person, and realize that you are your own person, and that you may have things that are mastered that are uh, that are beyond what that person has mastered, but they've mastered this other thing. Sure. So take take everything with a grain of salt, really. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you, I've, I've just I've fallen into the trap of trying to mirror too many behaviors uh, of um, others who are further than me to realize that like it's affecting other areas of my life and things like that too. So I love it. No, yeah. I think that's very powerful for sure. Mm. Okay. So just a thought there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, I, I don't know if you, we kind of ended on a, uh, on a, <laughs> a bit of an advice note there, but yeah. do you have uh, any other things you'd say to any business owners really right now and, and going forward in ways that they can kind of take advantage and, and press forward while others are pulling back? Mm. One thought that comes to mind is that not everybody should per- push forward. Okay. Can you elaborate? Uh, sure. Um, if you sell guitars, <laughs> and you've never given lessons before in your life, <laughs> you might not want to start <laughs> like trying to like invest money into advertising or anything about your your online guitar lessons. Right. Right. It might it might be wiser still to hold back. <laughs> sure. So even though I think it's awesome, like basically if you know you can go online and you know that you, your business can do that, you just need help, then you have to start getting help. Right. Like now, now. like right. do it now if you can, but you have to go over after it, I believe, if you know that you can. Um, no, that makes sense. I mean, in that case, maybe you get someone who can teach lessons to your clients and then you take a sliver to deliver or something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't make, don't make a fool of yourself on the internet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't, uh, because yeah, like if it's going to take you three months to get proficient at something and that's when everything opens back up, it, if you plan to keep doing that thing and you know that you're going to like, like you know that you're not going to be good at it it's at the beginning and you're going to have work, you know, in three months, it'll become this third revenue stream for your business or something. Yeah. Awesome. Go ahead and do that. Even if you're going to suck and you're going to, <laughs> for the first three months and then right. maybe like, but just keep that in mind. Like, <sighs> yeah. No, that's, I think that's a good, good tip. Honestly. I just think a lot of people could lie to like, like I, like people can lie to themselves about the outcome. Um, I think the most important thing is actually to try to live in the moment. Um, Plan for the future. Yes. But 
right now, you know, go with the estimates and, and things of how things are going to change when business, your business might be reopening. Um, move, I guess move slower is my advice. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that's, that makes sense. That's, that's good advice, I think. Because um, the idea, the, the underlying um, reaction would be to kind of panic and pivot and, and do something, anything. Right. And you're, you're kind of saying maybe pull back and assess and then move forward with yeah. the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause I guess um, the thought was if you, uh, if your pivoting is going to cost you money, definitely right. like that's okay, but just, uh, just don't kid yourself. Make sure it's not going to sink your ship while you're trying to unsink it. Right. Like even now, like we're not really growing quickly (laughs) as a business. Like my, my whole mindset still is a reserve and, and perfect and keep happy the clients we can still serve. And that's my number, my number one priority. My number one priority is not to grow right now. It is like to maintain and hold off from dying too fast. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Maintain and hold off from dying and yeah. provide quality. And, and it's just all about quality really. Um, but that being said, I also know that if, if there's people that are really close to pivoting to being online, but they need to have some help with tech, then there's probably a ton of people out there that are offering tech help right now. hundred percent. Right. Um, you've probably already talked to a few or you're, you're got them in your group. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's been some good uh, webinars and stuff put on by people who have great knowledge in that area. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that, that those are all my thoughts, Lewis, I think. Um, no, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you taking the time as well. Um, you guys are obviously very busy keeping everything going. Yeah, it's, it, it, we're not as busy as you might think. Um, but it's hard on the, on the head sometimes. Mind is busy. Yeah. You've got to keep mentally fit right now. I think more than physically. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's awesome. No, thanks for having me on here, Lewis. Uh, happy to chat anytime. Absolutely. Yeah. And I look forward to chatting, uh, on your show as well next week. Okay. Awesome. We'll talk to you then. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye.